0: Welcome, we're your hosts Alicia and Whitney on Coming Coming Up Higher, Higher, where we're creating space through conversations, special guests, and inspiration for you to come up
1: higher in the things of Christ in everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome to Coming Up Higher, we're your hosts Alicia and Whitney. Today we wanted to talk about a testimony, a story, I guess from one of our mission trips that we took because... We feel uh, that it's like really relevant uh, to talk about now, and mm-hmm. in light of of recent situations and and happenings that are going on around the world, uh, within within the body of Christ, we just really God laid it on our heart to to share this this story from uh, when we went to Tanzania, and just kind of to talk about uh, some of the things that are going on today, and just what our responsibilities are as the body of Christ. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for those of you that are uh, listening at a later date or don't know what's going on, but right now the Taliban is taking over Afghanistan and Christians are being murdered and persecuted. And it's just, um, it's a very uh, sad and heartbreaking time right now. And, and so we really just wanted to dedicate this podcast to them as well um, as other persecuted Christians around The world, you know, coming up higher isn't, isn't always about us and what we can get out of a relationship with Christ and all these things, but it's, it's about the body. It's about all of us and how we can help our brothers and sisters, um, in their times of need and and come up higher for them and to stand in the gap for them. And so that's what this is going to be about today. And, um, and we hope you guys come along with us in this conversation and, and, and open up your hearts to pray for them. Um not just in Afghanistan, but even though that's the pinpoint right now, but even our brothers and sisters in Haiti right mm-hmm. now that just suffered a huge earthquake and, uh, many died and, and, uh, they're still dealing with difficulties there. And so let's just take some time today to just focus on being the body and helping our brothers and sisters.
1: Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, uh, we, we have a the aspect of our ministry is missions work, and that's actually kind of that kind of started really I think before even our music ministry yeah, did. Mm-hmm. And we've been to Honduras. I've been three times. Alicia's been four times. We've been to Tanzania, and of course, we see our lives here in the states always as a mission field. Every day mm-hmm. we're on the mission field here locally, and we do do things uh, to help to help our communities and things locally as well but one of the big visions i guess or realizations that god gave alicia when she first went on her mission trip to honduras was that it's not our own little world anymore Mm -hmm. why don't you talk a little bit about yeah you know
0: i i went to honduras when i was um maybe like 1920. And I went pretty much by myself and met a group there. And um, so it was such a stretching experience to begin with, but then to go and see people suffering and to go and see children, you know, sitting on top of garbage piles at, at the garbage dump, just searching for, for food or, or bottles or whatever they could find just, you know, orphaned in a band, just different things that I saw that I just thought, wow, like, after seeing this, I can't look away ever again. I can't, I can't forget it. And so that's really what became part of our ministries. Once the music started, we said we want our music or whatever finances come in to help fund orphan children and, and, and widows. And, and so that's really what, what birthed that. But it was just like, when I went back to the States, it was like my eyes had been opened and it wasn't just my little four corners, of the little town that I lived in or whatever, or my group of friends or my church or whatever it was. It was, it was, so, it was so much bigger than that. And it was the heart of the father being awakened. And I think all of us, you know, we can have that capacity and the, that, that Jesus wants us to to see the suffering and to see the downcast because so often we just focus so in introspectively and internally and, and just in our own little sphere that, Um, we forget to extend and, and um, even just into our communities, we can become isolated. And so that's when I, that was just something that really stuck out to me after my first trip was like, it's not Alicia's own little world anymore. It's so much
1: bigger. It's his. Right. Well, that's what like the Great Commission is all about is about like going forth and and preaching like to, you know, Judea and Samaria and Mm -hmm. like to the ends of the world. So it's never meant to be just about us. And of course, working out our own salvation is important mm-hmm. and focusing on what we need to do to move forward and learning to hear God's voice for us and reading the scriptures and all of that's super important to our faith. But equally as important is like extending and going forward out and and helping our brothers and sisters in Christ, like first and foremost, and and trying to reach the world with the gospel. Uh, Of course, we have to do that first, because we can't give out of what we haven't received. We can't pour out of an empty cup. But I think a a lot of times in the American church, it's easy just to stop there. Like mm. once we're filled up or overflow a little bit enough. And I, listen, I'm talking about yeah, myself. We're not here. trying to condemn anybody on <laughs> no. this. Um, so
0: don't take that at all, but no. it's more of just like a, a, a just giving, offering a different perspective, I guess, is to, is to just say, what could we do? Even if it's, where could I give money? Where could I donate a little bit of time or, you know, things like that is is just kind of our heart behind that.
1: Yeah. So a great reminder of that to us was when we went to Tanzania in 2016, Mm -hmm. I believe was the year we got to it was a really neat trip because we got to go and visit a, a lot of Tanzania yeah <laughs> I think it was like 17 towns and cities or we something we were there almost three weeks yeah, yeah by the end of it I mean we had traveled like north south east west islands like mm-hmm. <laughs> different aspects so we got to meet a ton of people and hear a lot of different stories and invest financially and in like schools and different things there as well it was a really fruitful trip and actually one where we still have relationships Uh with people from there that we hear from on a pretty regular basis, which is so cool. I love that technology these days allows us to do that. But one church that we visited in particular uh, really was one of those defining moments for our trip. There were a few defining moments. One, we got to visit um, like the slave trade um, market. It was a slave trade
0: market where actually...
1: um,
0: Africans that were sold actually to the Middle East as slaves. Um, it was a slave market for there, and that truly was heartbreaking, mm-hmm. and was a sight um, that we'll never forget. Seeing the dungeon right. that they kept them in until they were sold, and um, and and that was part of the trip we won't forget as well. But when we met this pastor, you know, so often we hear about the persecuted church and in this, but we we haven't really experienced tons of that in the States, but to, to hear, to look someone in the eye, to hear their story of what happened and to know that you're in the presence of, uh, an empowered disciple of Christ. That was really when we met this pastor, we're not going to give names or anything, but, um, that's what we really felt when we were in his presence that, wow, like. Christ is in him, and it's and it's evident by his joy after even all that he's walked through. And um, when we had visited to, to worship there, and we actually were part of putting on a women's conference there uh, for his congregation, uh, we had realized that the tone was a little different in that area. And um, we had a tour guide who was a Christian, but he had to pretend that he was taking us on tourist excursions, like... He um, he said we could be stopped and asked questions and things like that. So it was it was obvious that um, it was a little bit different environment than the places that we had been in. Yeah. And um, and then when we met this pastor and they told us the story of the church.
1: Yeah. Well, in this area that we went to, like Christians were a very small portion of the population, mm-hmm. like less than one percent. So the church that was there was heavily persecuted and to the point where their building had been burnt down, their church, their church Mm -hmm. building had been burnt down and they had just finished, they had just finished working on a new building, Mm -hmm. I believe is what it was like within finishing it up and like doing a grand opening and things like that. uh, They were attacked again. But the the thing that this pastor said was that a lot of the pastors wants this persecution because they weren't the only church that that was happening to,
0: and actually a couple of his congregates were lost their lives in the process of this church being burnt down and and um you know attacked and so
1: yeah so when he was telling us the story the it's just been a heavily persecuted area even within the different churches that were there which were few but all of those pastors decided they would leave just for their safety, for their family's safety. And you can't really blame them. You know, when you're in that situation, they, they went ahead and left, but this pastor decided to stay. Mm -hmm. And he said, I, I wasn't going to be a pastor that left. Like I wanted them to know that I'm here for them. I'm going to stay. And so literally he was in his office when these people broke in to, to see if anyone was there to murder them and then to burn down the building and he heard them come in and mind you this man has a family at home like you know he has a lot at stake not just his life but his kids and his wife and and everything and he was sitting in his office and heard them break in and look for him and he just stayed there i I can't remember if he hid under his desk or if he just sat at his desk but he stayed in his office i know and just prayed, and by the grace of God, they didn't look there, mm-hmm. and they just went ahead and and set the building on fire, but he was able to get out in time and even despite that situation happening, he still stayed, yeah, and that was one thing that his congregants said about him was just what how much it meant to them that their leader would stay,
0: yeah, and he sat in his office, not knowing any minute someone could come bust down that door, and this would be it. And just the bravery uh, that he exemplified in that moment, not only like spoke to his congregants, but I believe spoke to the community and that he stuck around, he rebuilt, um, that more people came to the church because of that. And so I I love how the Lord empowers his people with bravery. And then he turns a terrible situation and brings more people to him Mm -hmm. because of it. And uh, Whitney and I, when we heard his story, we just tears streamed down our face because we we realized how blessed we truly are, and to have the freedoms that we have to worship and to not worry about our church buildings being burnt down or or things like that. Um, And just meeting him was a moment we'll never forget. And and you can't help but when you watch the things going on in Afghanistan right now to just your heart not to go out. And I think so often, especially in, in the States, we can become desensitized to things because of all the mass shootings that have happened. Well, you know, because that's so far away and yeah, there's always wars and everything going on. But but I would just challenge each and every one of us to just ask the Father to give us your heart. What? How do you feel about this? What if this was happening right at my front doorstep, um, give us your heart father and, um, help us to be ones that stay Mm -hmm. like that pastor help, help give strength to those suffering right now in Afghanistan to be ones that, that just stand for you. God, I don't, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I know many of you maybe have contemplated that, but I would, I would just need to lean on the father like never before and i just pray
1: strength for them right now and um yeah yeah and consistently like whenever throughout history in the bible when there's been persecution the church has always advanced like in the midst of it but there's also been great loss and 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 sacrifice and martyrdom like within that but i my prayer is in the midst of what's going on in Afghanistan, Lord, like let the church flourish mm-hmm. and and give people visions and revelations of 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 Jesus and 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 what he do, what he's done to save them and his, his sacrifice on the cross. That if there's going to be this kind of situation, of course, I'm praying that those evil powers are brought down. Yeah. Like the things that you're we're hearing on the news about young girls and women being sold and in, into sex slavery or being forced to marry at 12 years old, or now no longer being able to go out without a man, a, you mm-hmm. know, a husband or a, a father or a brother accompanying them and, and having to wear like full coverings and things like that. Like, and that's just part of it, you know, that, and then there's the persecution of the church and just all of these different things, just the economies collapsing. Like I'm just praying that there just be such a move of God, uh, because I heard somewhere online that this was like Afghanistan was one of the second yeah, quickest growing
0: underground churches. Yeah. It was the second fastest growing church.
1: Yeah. In so the of world. course the enemy is going to attack, especially mm-hmm. because that's such a primarily Islamic place, mm-hmm. uh, that the devil's going to attack anything that, that Christ is, is becoming the center of. And it just makes me think I wanted to read the verses in First uh, Corinthians twelve that talk about the body of Christ because we as a body when when one one body part, you know, if I break my ankle, like that's affecting the rest of my body mm-hmm. <laughs> or if my hand is cut off like that's, or if my vision goes, like that all affects my physical body, and it should be the same for the body of Christ. So when people are suffering in Afghanistan and being persecuted, like we should be mourning and crying out with them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for for their um for them to be like saved and rescued from that situation. And and Paul talks about it in First Corinthians uh twelve twelve says, Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And I know for us, we've like called a special prayer meeting that we're going to have with our, our home group church mm-hmm. to to lift them up. And we just want to encourage you that we're all one body and we all drink from the same spirit. And so why not cry out for one another if you haven't been already?
0: Yeah. And I, I was listening to a missionary who's done a lot of work with the underground church in Mm -hmm. Afghanistan and they said uh, one of the notes that he got from the congregants there was um, basically saying, you know, please don't let our church, our brothers and sisters in the West forget about their, their mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in Afghanistan because we fear our life is, is short here, but the, the Jesus in us, the part that Jesus, the eternal life that he paid for, they can never take that from us, but don't forget us. And, uh, man, that just, te- that makes me tear up now just thinking of we're not going to forget them and, right. and that their sacrifice isn't going to be in vain. Um, and but we're going to still con- contend for for breakthrough and miracle because we believe God did it for Paul and Silas in prison I mean he he did it for um all through the old testament where um enemies were facing the israelites and he just wiped out entire armies so we're we're praying and contending but we're we're
1: not going to forget them right in any capacity yeah well, i even remember when we were in tanzania i can't remember like i said it was 2016 So I can't remember if there was like some kind of natural disaster or something that happened or if it was like political stuff. But I just remember uh, Tanzania, when we went to one of the churches that we were talking about something that was going on in the States and they were just like, yeah, we fasted and we've been praying Mm -hmm. for the church in America and and for over this situation. And I remember thinking like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy that people in Tanzania are Mm -hmm. that with you you know have America on their mind like when they can be thinking about themselves or praying about their situations and all that like they were fasting and praying for us mm-hmm. so i i want to i want to be a part of that that body of Christ yeah. that that's not just about my own little world or my own little church or my own little community even my own country but i want to be global nation you know or worldwide mm-hmm. in in my thoughts and my prayers uh, especially when you hear of, of travesties going on like we're yeah. experiencing now. So I just want to take the end of this podcast where, or episode, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, if you can just take uh, a few moments here with us and just pray and intercede for Afghanistan and for Haiti and just for anyone else that may be experiencing persecution or going through um, loss or, or tragedies. And just lift them up, whether you're at work at your desk, like just take a few moments just to be silent and lift them up. Or if you're in the car or at home, whatever you're doing, working out, let's just uh, together in agreement stand with our brothers and sisters who are going through unimaginable things right now.
0: Lord your word says you are near to the brokenhearted and that you will never leave us nor forsake us and so Lord we stand on those promises right now in the name of Jesus yes. for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan for our brothers and sisters in Haiti for our brothers and sisters in the in the nations of the world that are facing persecution God we just speak your name Jesus yes. Jesus Jesus over the nation of Afghanistan right now Lord that your supreme power rule and reign that it can't be overtaken, uh, by, by any, uh, sub government or anything, God. And we just pray for those that are hiding for their lives. Lord, we just pray for, uh, divine protection and that you just put a veil over them. God, we just ask for angel armies to go and just infiltrate Lord. We even ask for turning hearts in members of the Taliban, Lord, that they have radical encounters with you, father, that they realize what they're doing is just is not of you it is evil and it's a travesty and lord may they see the error of their ways and turn from their wicked ways in the name of jesus god by by your blood we we plead these things and we just plead the blood over over the nation of afghanistan even for those that aren't christians lord that that are uh peaceful muslims that are being attacked and and the women are being taken over and and there's um young ladies that are that are being trafficked right now god we just speak protection over them right now in the name of jesus lord we just speak freedom over them in the name of jesus be with them our hearts are with them if there's anything we can do awaken our hearts to to feel and see and and like you do god and uh, give us give us practical steps that we can take to help but this is the first one and it's by prayer keep them on our hearts and minds lord until we see um
1: vindication in your name. We pray. Oh, yes. Amen. Yes. And Lord, we just lift up our brothers and sisters in Haiti who have gone through this natural disaster and lost loved ones and lost everything that they own. And, and, um, uh, Lord, just again, like this has been something that's happened, um, time and time again. And so Lord, I just pray, um, just a protection over that land, God, and that no earthquake, no, other natural disaster can can harm them like it's harmed them before lord i just pray um lord that people turn to you in this time that you comfort them um lord your word says that you are close to the brokenhearted and that you will comfort those who are mourning and so i just pray that they feel your presence in such a great capacity right now and that just revival break out in the midst of this lord i just pray for a restored economy and i just pray for something that's, um, sustainable God for their economy that, uh, that they can work at and just really grow and, and, and find wealth, um, in, but that without corruption, God wealth without corruption, but that, um, just honest politicians and and businessmen and women can arise and just really, um, just elevate Haiti God. And, and what seems like it's, um, you know what has been a, a poor nation, God, and a hurting nation will rise up and and just be victorious, God, and and have success and and a, a growing and flourishing church, Lord, and just have all of their needs met, God. I just pray that you um, just help help them rise up out of the ashes, Lord, and 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 be victorious for you. And so we just um, thank you, God, that that we know you're working in the midst of, of all of these things that are going on. We don't understand it. We don't understand why it's happening, God. Uh, but we know that your word says you work out all things for the good of those who love you and are called according to your word. And so we're crying out yes. on behalf of all of your children, God, and and holding you to your word that you will turn this out for all of our good. And um, we just bless your name in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you guys for joining with us in prayer and listening to this. And we hope that, um, all the body joins together during this time and into the days ahead. Um, because we believe God is still moving. He's still on the throne and, uh, we mourn with those who mourn though. And that's what, that's what we're doing is we're taking time and, and, uh, lifting them up. So thank you guys. Hope you have a blessed day.